You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. again hockey fans are you ready to brave the wild with me your host paladino joey or joey wagon it is sunday october the 6th 2013 this is episode number 64 of brave the wild which is available on the sportstuff.com and on itunes i thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show it is terrific to be back talking hockey yet again Yes, sir, we're going to be catching up a bit with some of the final transactions and the cuts and the the surprises, we'll call them, and, uh, well, the the recall because of an injury to an extremely significant player. We're going to get to that shortly. Those of you that follow the team closely probably already know who it is, but I'm just saying... I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the it's the Mikhail Granlin episode, number 64. Eh, Mikhail Granlin, well, yeah, well, he was all right in the first game. All right, I'll just leave it at that. That's about what Mikhail Granlin has been so far in the NHL and this year so far as well. <sighs> Wild can't seem to win at home. That has been a frustration, a huge frustration, pretty much since their huge playoff run. It's kind of been an ongoing thing where... It's like, really? We lost at home to, to this team and that team? But What the heck? Uh, the two teams the Wild lost to, <laughs> Los Angeles Kings and Anaheim Ducks, not exactly slouches at all, but my my goodness, just to be in the position the Wild were in, to not come out with a single regulation victory or even an overtime victory, <laughs> or a shootout victory. Yeah, a shootout. Uh, just a bit frustrating. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. Also, want to welcome those of you from South Dakota listening on Dakota Sports FM via the website or TuneIn Radio. Really appreciate your listenership. There you go. Thank you for hopping on board. <laughs> yeah, so let's just jump right into the transactions leading into the game reviews here, the two games. Um, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of action. Well, at least some, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Halla's back. Halla, Eric Halla, Eric Halla's going to the Iowa Wild, unfortunately for him. But very good chance that he will be a member of the Minnesota Wild in the not-too-distant future. Of course, the former Gover now signed with the Minnesota-slash-Iowa Wild. <laughs> He's in the organization, basically. Uh, very cool. He may be up here at some point. Who knows? <sighs> yes, sir, the Iowa Wild. There is no checkup officially. For that team yet, because they don't have, they haven't started playing yet. They will start play October the twelfth, 
and we'll be keeping up with them throughout the year. Of course, we're going to bring back the Mike Modano, uh, Mike Modano Award and <laughs> Jason, James excuse me, Shepard Memorial for the best and worst players of the game reviews. You know, the game reviewed. Hopefully, we're going to try to make this a weekly show, maybe maybe twice a week, or excuse me, maybe every two weeks. We'll, we'll see how things go, but I'd like to at least keep it every two weeks. Um, that would be great. So, just letting you know about that. We'd like you to join the Facebook page if you could. Simply look up Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Show in the search bar on Facebook and click like. That's all you have to do. And, of course, for Twitter, at Brave the Wild. Give me a follow on there and tweet me whenever you want and message on Facebook whenever you want. You're more than welcome. I was a bit bummed that there were no responses to some of the things I had to say on there. We'll get to that shortly, though. Um, obviously, and it's also kind of a way to keep the structure of this show moving. It's it's helpful. It's helpful to be as structured as uh, you can be, anyway, or at least as necessary. Uh, Jason Zucker got sent down, and it's like, geez, Jason Zucker didn't make it. Again. Come on, Zucker. He didn't make it again. It's like, what's going on with some of these prospects? It's like... Great, we got the greatest prospects in the world. We're gonna, we're going all the way, man. This this team is gonna be a dynasty, blah blah blah. And they keep getting sent down, or they keep uh, being frustrating, like the Scandellas, who's now actually a member of the Wild, which is good news. He he looks okay so far, but they had Granlin last year. I mean, man alive, Zucker last year. It's just like, ah, oh, come on. And yeah, Zucker's been sent down to the Iowa Wild for the time being, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Justin Fontaine makes the team. Justin Fontaine, Duluth Bulldog. Congratulations to him. He will he will be on the fourth line. Um, as we continue to lead on here with the lead into this, uh, you know, we'll start with the top line. Of course, top line is what it is. We know who they are. Mike Miko Koivu, Zach. Parisi, and of course, Jason Pominville, the newly signed Jason Pominville, to a five-year extension worth $28 million at an average of $5.6 million per year in the salary cap hit. Uh, good deal. <laughs> yes. There's no doubt that that's a good deal. I mean, it's like, yeah, like, like Chuck Fletcher said, well, I wouldn't say steal, because it's not like we got him for $3 million a year or anything, but still, it's a good deal. Um... Gives us flexibility. And we also have him for five years, which makes, I believe, both parties happy and gives the fans confidence that Pominville's going to be here for a while. And he's a legit first-line player. Not a superstar, but a really nice complimentary star, which is what you'd like out of a first-line player. If not, if, if he's not a superstar, he's at least a legit first-line guy, unlike the anti-Mietnans of the world that have skated alongside Koivu over the years third-line player at best by Mietnan standards. Uh, really perfect third-line player. But, um, yeah, very cool to have Jason Pominville. Is he a uh, prequel to something coming? A former teammate of his in Buffalo? That being Thomas Vanek, who does reside in the Twin Cities still to this day. The former Gopher superstar, uh, national champion, and fifth overall pick of the Buffalo Sabres, who's had a successful NHL career. Uh, not dominant, but successful. All signs, all indications point to Thomas Vanek basically has a wild jersey already in his closet. <laughs> and I know that's just uh, hypothetical, but I'm just saying. 
he does, basically, according to basically everybody, that Thomas Vanek will be on the Wild next year, and, and having Jason Pominville, a member of this team, makes things very <laughs> encouraging long-term. When you have a Pominville, a Vanek to go with, Koivu, Parisi, Coyle, who is becoming part of the nucleus, not just uh, a not just an out or not just a complimentary player, but literally part of the nucleus now. Um, yep, the Ryan Suiters, Jonas Brodeen, and of course maybe Matt Dumba will become one of those players. He makes the team for the time being. Uh, we'll see if he gets sent back to juniors after nine games. We'll see. Didn't debut in the opener, but did debut. Last night against the Anaheim Ducks, everybody wearing their yellow hunting caps. Wasn't see it. Wasn't in yellow, yellow Minnesota Wild, uh, yellow orange Wild caps. Excuse me. Like to go out and hunt duck, but duck season's open. But apparently that didn't quite work. We'd like to see this team start winning home games. But yeah, the first line is what it is. I already said that. The second line, Charlie Coyle will center the second line. Very cool. Um, one of the reasons Zucker didn't make it is because Nino Niederreiter is going to be on the second line, not Zucker. So it's because they don't really want Zucker on the fourth line playing with the Tori Mitchells and Zenon Kanapkas of the world. They'd prefer to have him with the Coils and Heatleys of the world. So Coil, Heatley, Nino Niederreiter on the second line. Strange. Uh, I really thought Niederreiter was going to be on the third line and Granlin would be on the second uh, it seems like a better fit. You think a second line is a skill line. Third line's more of a checking defensive type of line. Why is Niederreiter on the second line? I, I guess. I guess. I mean, because he's obviously a larger guy. But, well, so you balance things out that way, I suppose. Third line, <clears throat> Kyle Brodziak. Matt Cook, who scored the first goal of the season for the Wild. <laughs> Funny. Matt Cook, and of course, Mikhail Granlund. Yeah, Mikhail Granlund, the right wing in that one. Um, interesting choice. Of course, Mikhail Granlund's going to be playing second line center, I think, now. <sighs> because Charlie Coyle is hurt. He is out three to four weeks. Charlie Coyle is out three to four weeks due to a lower body injury, which is a knee sprain. It's a sprained knee, so they've gotten that far. It is a knee. It looked like the knee with the check. It was just a, just a check into the boards, you know. It, I guess it was a clean play. Um, just unfortunately, uh, he Charlie Coyle's hurt now. And three to four weeks, a huge shame considering how well Charlie Coyle has played thus far in the preseason, in the first two regular season games. Uh, locally, people saying how, you know, Coyle literally just flashes out there. He's fantastic. Brodeen does. Granlin doesn't. And it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, you just hear people saying that, and you see for yourself as well, Mikhail Granlin, at least he doesn't look as out of place as last year. He looks he looks better, but still not really this stud potential skill, skill machine that a lot of us kind of thought he was coming in to Minnesota last year, and even the year before. Like, wow, all because of his highlight goal or whatever in the, <laughs> in the junior championships or... It's like, well, okay, that's nice. Um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, or or Euro Euro hockey over there, of course. Mikhail Granlin. Yes, yes. Um, mm, 
Yeah, I mean, I'd, one one other brief thing. I did make a thread saying uh, how I knew it was unveiled a few weeks back, but the new road whites for the wild. Your thoughts? A little frustrated that no one responded. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it up there. Of course, uh, somebody say something. What do you think of these new white road jerseys? I think they're pretty good, actually. I'm glad they kept the wild crest, like I said on the previous show with Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. It's a nice look. It's it's good. It's good stuff. Um, kind of miss the the old original look, but you know, at least they kept the, the the main crest of the Minnesota Wild on one of their jerseys. Not a big fan of the reds or the greens at this stage. No, the greens have no detail. They look like they're from 1940. The Wild didn't play then. Whatever. Um, and the reds are just. I, I just. I don't know. They don't do much for me. They they did at first, but just not anymore. So thought I'd throw that out there. Well, all right then. Let's let's get to the games. That's basically what we got to do. Time to talk about the games themselves. Here come the LA Kings. We're gonna get revenge on Dustin Brown, man. We're gonna kick his ass. Nope. We there was no fight to my dismay and to probably many people's dismay. Uh, there was no scene where Justin Kanapka looked Dustin Brown in the eyes. I had a little conversation with him, and next thing you know, the gloves are on the ground. Didn't happen. Um, I, I don't understand it. I don't. What the hell? Dustin Brown needs to pay for what he did to Jason Commonville, and um, to me, there was no real evidence of that. Maybe a few hits here and there, but uh, didn't I didn't really see anything all that special. Anything out of the ordinary. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Um... Now, Kyle Granlin did get two assists in the game on the Wilds' two goals. That's right, two goals. Uh, another same old Wild type of game. Um, fan base a bit frustrated. Yeah, the fan base is frustrated so far. Understandably so. The Wild losing a shootout. Officially, we'll call it 3-2, to two, even though it's really like... Well, that third goal is not a real goal. It's, a shoot, it's just counted as a shootout thing. They just add the third goal there, I guess, to make it 3-2. to two. We're happy for him. Matt Cook has mentioned scoring the first goal of the season. The whole third line being involved in that one. Brozziak and Granlin assisting. Nice little put in by Cook. Well, pre, I appreciate it. Next thing you know, two defensemen. <laughs> Drew Doughty and then Jonas Brodeen at goals about five minutes apart. And it's like, oh, this is a fun game. Wilder continuing to hang on to the lead. And so first trade was a lot of fun. And after that, it was good old-fashioned Grind it out. Boring hockey. It was boring. It was just flat boring hockey. The Wild never scored a single goal again due to, even though there were a trillion attempts, or maybe not a trillion, but a lot. Uh, Zach Greasy, eight shots on goal. The guy is killing him. The guy is just killing it out there. Dying. He, he really wants to win. And so do I, of course. I would love to see the Wild continue to win. But um, they haven't been doing that, or start to win, we'll say. Um... Jack Greasy doing it. I mean, trying to do as much as he can to finish, but just couldn't. Eight shots on goal, no goal by Parisi in this game. But luckily, that pays off in the next one. <clears throat> Danny Heatley though had a couple of just yeah, gimmies, and he couldn't finish. And that's just the story of Danny Heatley. And we're gonna. And he had the same thing last night against the Anaheim Ducks as well. The Wild lose in the shootout, and it was crap. It was crap. Plain and simple. Uh, it was basically as easy as one, two, three for the LA Kings. Koivu looked half, basically looked looked like half ass on his attempt. 
very unimpressive. Zach Parise's just wasn't all that great. And it was just bada-bing, bada-boom for the LA Kings. And it's like, okay, have a good night, Minnesota. Kings win. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night or two nights from now or whatever. Who cares, right? Point is, we lost. We got a point. But it's just like, uh, my goodness, how many shots on goal do we need? Why can't we finish? We pretty much dominated uh, the attempts. And we didn't win the game. And that's pretty much the story of this show. The story of the first week for the Minnesota Wild, which only two games, but still, it's like, what the hell? What happened? And where was the aggressiveness on Dustin Brown? I'm very annoyed. My, my annoyance is pretty high on that one. Yuck. Not impressed at all. No. Mm. It's just one of those things, though. It's like, what do you do? Wild pretty much dominating in the face-offs as well in most of these games. Um, Granlin couldn't win a single face-off in his first. Of course, he only had one and lost. Uh, Brozniak dominated as always. He won seven, lost two. Heatley had a few face-offs. To, um, no, actually not Heatley. Coyle. Coyle lost. Nine, one, six. Skunin Kanapka is probably about the... He, you know, that's the one good thing. At least there's one other thing Kanapka does well besides fight. He won all three of his face-offs, and he is known throughout the league as one of the best face-off guys in the league. So that's helpful. It's just I wish he could bring a little more than fights and face-offs, but well, I guess it's better than nothing. And Koivu always, always pretty good. He, 16 and 7 in his, good for 70%. Gotta like that, but um, man. Man, man, man. It's just like, what the heck? Uh, Ballard off to a good start. We're going to talk about him again later because we're going to do it where we have a few positives and a few negatives at the end of the game reviews and go along with the awards and demerits, we'll call them. Do that before the award and demerit. But uh, it's just one of those games you just felt like we kind of had it and it was just kind of taken away from us. And, man, very frustrating. And we'll say the exact same thing tomorrow night. Or, excuse me, the next game against Anaheim. Um, Though Anaheim off to a rocking start right out of the gate. And everybody knew Anaheim would be after they got demolished the night before. Just got their butts kicked. Yet, here they come into Minnesota. 2 nothing right away. Before you can have your overpriced uh, beverage or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Officially, or your whatever, your food. So, and of course, for the gazillionth time, of course, I'm not going to sign with the Wild to be your second line center, but I'm going to score on you every gall dang time. And that's... Miko's older brother, Saku. Yep, he scores again. We're happy for you, Saku Koivu. You always want to rub it in our face. Thank you so much. Another goal by Saku Koivu. Just a minute 40 into the game. And then Nick Bon... <laughs> bon Nick Bonino. I can't even talk. And obviously very, very talented Anaheim team. And Bonino, one of them as well. <sighs> It was just like, come on, two nothing right away. Not even six minutes into the game. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just Anaheim and Minnesota. The Wild cannot beat Anaheim. They just cannot. It has just been an absolute devastation every single freaking time the Wild play Anaheim. There's a lot of reasons why you hate them. Uh, looks like some fans talking about how much we miss Clutterbuck. I don't agree with that statement. I'm not a big Clutterbuck fan, though a lot of you listening might be. Whatever, that's your choice. I don't agree. Um, Zach Crazy with six shots on goal and two goals. So very, very cool start. Or very cool, very good game for Zach Crazy. The guy literally, I mean, 
he's everywhere. He's all the time. He's taking checks. He's making checks. He's fighting for the puck. He's putting it in. The guy is not the biggest guy, not the biggest dude in the world, of course. Yet he is always there on the puck. Um, by far, he's got the biggest heart on the team. I think he is absolutely, positively the captain uh, through his actions and his words. Mikko Koivu, through his actions and his words, is not the captain. And you're going to hear me say that probably throughout the whole season on this show. And it's not just because, oh, Zach Crazy this, Zach Crazy that, he should be the captain. But no, I mean, did you see the game? Did you see last year? Hey, did you see Zach Reese in New Jersey? You know, have you seen Koigru the last X amount of years? Who's the better captain? Tell me. Can you tell me? I'd, I'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate a little <laughs> answer on that one. <sighs> Miko Koivu. Yeah, hey, don't be afraid to call in. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. And voice your opinion, doggone it. Sebastian Ball is saying he's going to call into the show. Please do, Sebastian. Please do. Please do. Um, I think he's a Miko fan. Um, I don't hate Koivu, but damn it, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a critic. I'm not a hater, but I'm a critic. <laughs> uh, talk about inconsistent. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. We'll, we'll see. I, no, I don't hate Koivu, but man, I just... It's one of those did you see the game type of type of things with him. Uh, Mr. Brodeen. Oh my god, Mr. Brodeen. I mean, and Struder. Those guys are the bomb. Just the, the best defensive pairing. One of the top defensive pairings in the league, if not the top. Very, very, very cool indeed. Jason Pominville getting his first goal. Uh, the new the new $28 million man, we'll call him. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a nice goal. Very good stuff. He, you know, he he has a really he's a really a, a finesse player, isn't he? He's a very finesse type of player. Um, Heatley hit the post at one point in the game. Uh, it's just like he plays in slow motion, doesn't he? Now, all this talk about he's faster and in better shape, but I, he's just the same guy. I, I don't know, and, and great. He's in great shape because it's his contract here. Is, is, it in, is he in great shape because he wants to be better and make the Wild better, or is it because it's his contract here? Well, what do you think? You know? Sorry to be doom and gloom, but... Again, you know? <laughs> A lot of players play well because it's their contract here. I understand why. Hey, you know, I'd be the same way in a sense, but... I you know I I, I I don't know it's like we didn't really see it out of Heatley all the time though hey you know maybe I shouldn't rip him too much he was pretty damn good when he got um, not demoted but sent down I guess you could call it sent, you know dropped down a couple lines last year for good reason because it's a better uh, having Coil up on the top line and eventually Pominville was it was a damn good idea it really was and Heatley played well before he was cheap shot with a you know Heatley and Pominville. Obviously, were victims of cheap shots last year, and it screwed. It definitely derailed the Wilds' uh, chance of having a better seed and possibly advancing in the first round last year. Didn't didn't help. Didn't help. But you know, Heatley. I just wish you know. I, I just wish there was a little bit more quickness, a little more grit out of the guy. I I I, I don't know. He's mm, he's he's frustrating to watch because he's one of he's so talented. Yet it's like ah. Uh, Come on, man. How slow can you be? And kind of, to me, that's what I saw at Koivu last night. 
Yeah, he got an assist on one of Zach's goals, but damn it. <laughs> he seems like a slow motion guy. In fact, I guess I think that was the Pominville goal, if I remember correctly. Um No, it was it was a, it was the it was Zach's first goal. Yep, that was a really good one. The second one, Parisi was up in front of the net. Ballard kept the puck in, Brodine. Got it to Ballard. Yeah, Brodeen helped out as well. Ballard kept the puck in the zone. Got it to Parisi. Man, that was awesome. Keith Ballard. Yep. I'm going to talk highly of him. Um, that was on the goal that tied the game. I was like, oh, wow, we're going to win this thing, aren't we? It was early in the third period. Very exciting. And then just none of it. Uh, again, like Heatley hitting the post and all that good stuff. Missed chances, missed chances, missed chances. Mm. And then the overtime period came, and it's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> why Why do I have a feeling we're going to lose somehow? Maybe some, somebody will get it in there. Wouldn't that be cool to see, like, a Brodeen get a slap shot past uh, Miller over there in Green Bay? Or Green, what am I talking about? Anaheim, Green Bay. We've got Hiller, Hiller, Jonas Hiller, not Miller. Hiller over there in Anaheim. What am I talking about? <laughs> got football on the mind here. <laughs> But, um, oh my, it's one of those, it just was one of those games where it looked like we might pull this off and we're going to come back and win this thing, you know? Hell yeah, let's let's get to 500, let's uh, have three points out of four, that's not bad. Hey, you know, successful little uh, miniature homestand before we head off to Nashville. And, um, no, none of it. <laughs> Here comes overtime, the wild... Missed a few opportunities. Heatley could have had an awesome one-timer and just, like, whiffed and fell over. And it's just, eh, And I know it happens. It's not the first time it's happened. It happens to the best of them. But it's just, it just seems like Heatley in a nutshell to me. Um, boy. The next thing you know, here comes, here come the, yeah, the Wild come on a two-on-one. Here we go. Nope. <laughs> With a Brodziak. And Mitchell, Brodziak and Mitchell had something going. Mitchell had a few opportunities, but none of them were really all that great. They're just kind of in front of the net, but no real move put on. It's just, you know, you can't really expect all that much there. But the next thing you know, here comes Anaheim on a two-on-one, right down. And they just went right past the Wild Defenders. Pominville was one of them. Pominville, he just went, just went right around him, undressed him. He was like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> and... Peralt just went right past uh, Backstrom. It was like right under his legs, right through the middle, and that was it. And Wild blow it. The Wild lose with only five seconds left in the overtime period. Overtime period. And there you go. Great. Another loss for the Wild. But we got a point. Yeah, great. We got a point. (laughs) I guess in a way it's almost like we split. In a way. So as if we won and lost in regulation with two points instead of four or whatever. But, uh, yeah, well, not liking it. Zach Parisi was pretty upset in the press conference. Uh, did not sound happy, and I, I, I don't blame him. I, I love listening to what he says, and it's nice how he faces the music and talks about, talks about uh, what the Wild need to do and what he needs to do. Koivu? Um, I don't think there were any quotes from him, unfortunately. 
so that was disappointing. Uh, speaking of quotes, though, there was a quote from Coyle after the game about his uh, injury situation. He says, uh, it's not an ideal situation, but I'm fortunate it's nothing worse than it is. I'm going to keep a positive mindset, and I'm looking forward to recovering and doing everything I can to be healthy again. Yep, uh, we'll give credit to the Star Tribune for that. Uh, Michael Russo, of course. Um, yeah, that really sucks right out of the gate here. Just two games in, three to four weeks, Charlie Coyle. So Jason Zucker, there he is. Jason Zucker has been recalled, so i got to think the first line, or excuse me, second line. Boy, that's going to be a young second line if if it is what I believe it's going to be. Grandland, Nito, Niederreiter, and Jason Zucker. Whoa, <laughs> talk about a youth movement. Mm. <laughs> well, obviously Coyle was young too, but I'm just saying, whew, it's going to be quite interesting considering how, well, Coyle is starting to look like a, a legit, full-blown NHL player, maybe even beyond that, like a a star, potentially. Granlin, not quite there yet. Zucker is a scorer, he really is, but not consistently, consistently just yet, unfortunately, for those of us that would oh so like to see that happen, because if Zucker can excel, boy, oh boy, here come the wild, because, I mean, Zucker's got the ability, I think, to be a 30-goal player, in this league. He, he he could really be a legit scorer in this league, and there's no doubt about it. Sorry about the racket there. My bad. <sighs> yeah, the Minnesota Lynx just won. That's good news. <laughs> They're up 1-0 in the WNBA Finals. <laughs> Very random um, topic there, but just thought I'd pass that on, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to conclude the game reviews. We're... Yeah. Minnesota Wild. Yep, we're going to get into the upcoming week here shortly. But first, let's give the awards, demerits, and all that good stuff. Positive, negative. Uh, two positives coming in. Obviously, the effort of a Zach Parisi. Just phenomenal. Really love it. That's one major thing you could say. But also, Keith Ballard. Uh, Keith Ballard definitely looks the part. He's been very good thus far in the first two games and in the preseason. Very nice addition by Chuck Fletcher and Co. He's, he does a lot of intangibles that are going to make this team better. And um, that's really cool. Really glad we were able to take him away from... Well, obviously he left Vancouver, or was let go pretty much by Vancouver. They didn't want to resign him. But yeah, nice that we were able to get him cheap like that. Buy low type of situation. Only At only about a mil and a half a year. Uh, man, for one year... <laughs> Keith Ballard, very happy to have him here. Uh, hopefully the Wilds can keep him long-term at a reasonable price. I'm sure they will be able to after the season, or maybe even during. Who who knows? Um, Keith Ballard, though, very happy with him coming in. Zach Breezy, just flat dominant. A huge shame he wasn't able to finish against Jonathan Quick, but obviously Quick is one of the best in the business. The Kings have an overall stud team defensively, and their goaltender, they really, really rely on all of that, and they've been very successful. Stanley Cup champions two years ago, conference finalists last year against a great Chicago team. Parisi. Parisi and Suter worth every penny. Uh, very happy about that, but uh, unfortunately in hockey, it's not like it's not like basketball where you just have two stars and then a bunch of role players and you win the, cu- uh, the cup or like NBA championship or whatever. Um... But this team could potentially be extremely deep in the coming years, especially if the Zuckers, Granlins, and or Coils, of course, pre- uh, prevail 
in their quest to becoming legit NHLers. And of course, the Thomas Panic edition is uh, in the wings as well. It's unofficial, um, but a lot of people are saying they would be shocked if Thomas Vanek is not a member of the Wild next year. So he will be a continuing topic throughout the season, I'm sure. Hopefully in passing most of the time. I'm not, I'm not going to focus my whole show on Thomas Vanek. Uh, he's not as good as Zach Greasy anyway, so that's just the way that goes. But boy, what a phenomenal addition he would be. <laughs> so yes, uh, those are the two positives. The two negatives, just... Flat inability to score. Not been happy at all with that. Easy chances. Missed. Very frustrating. And uh, really poor <laughs> goaltending at times by Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, he is not as good as he used to be. He hasn't been really for a while in my eyes. And he's never been good in the shootouts. I mean, you, you have him in there in the shootout and it's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Hello, two points for the other team. And yeah, and it just feels so cheap to lose in a shootout. Yet it also feels cheap to win in one as well. Like, well, we, we got lucky. Woo. And then it's, it just feels so cheap when you lose, though. And that goal at the end of uh, the overtime yesterday was extremely... It was just like, oh, come on. It, it, I mean, that one's on everybody, though. Horrible defensive breakdown. And Backstrom, it was Civ City as well. Just, come on. And the two goals Anaheim got early on in that game were Civ, Civ, Civ. So, that's definitely a huge negative. The inability to finish on easy opportunities, and yet the other team's very... <laughs> their ability to finish on, on just weak opportunities. Weak. Just ridiculous. So, yeah. Huge turnaround, and those are the reasons we lost these two games so far. In in overtime period, or shootout, but still. You don't want to lose both of them like that. That sucks. So, the Mike Madonna Award goes, obviously, to Zach Creasy. Congratulations, Zach Creasy, the first Mike Madonna Award winner of 2013. And, yes, if you want to hate me for having the Mike Madonna Award for... You know, the Brave the Wild show, because it's Minnesota Wild, it's not the North Stars, but man, I love the North Stars, <laughs> and how can you not? Their logo is on the Facebook page with the Wild logo, because it just is. It's Minnesota Wild, Minnesota NHL history, Wild and North Stars, yes sir. Um, if you want to have, I mean, I, mean I, I may change it at some point. Maybe someday it's going to be the Zach Parisi Award. It probably will be someday, but it's just it's too early to give him that, obviously. It's going to be someday, though, yes. But um, Andrew Brunette, it's kind of like it's too cute, as much as I love Andrew Brunette. It's just kind of too cute to give that award. He wasn't like a superstar. And, of course, Marion Gabrick, I don't think so. No, I don't like the way he left this organization, and I don't think any of you did either. Plus, he was an injury-prone frustration of all time after that playoff uh, run way back in 03. That's basically... He basically tried to live off of that, and it, it got pretty frustrating. Um, yeah, so James Shepard is obvious. He was one of the great busts of the Doug Risebrow drafting era, so <laughs> that's why that award gets that name, for those of you that are new to the show, because we haven't had these awards passed out since, like, you know, some point last season. Uh huh. James Shepard, huge bust, of course. Uh, the the James Shepard Memorial for this first for these first two games. I'm gonna give it to Heatley. Um, not impressed at all. There are other players that could get it, like Backstrom, of course. Um, or even Koivu is a candidate, but it's it's Heatley for now. Just 
the guy could have scored standing up. Apparently, he wasn't going to be standing up on that one-timer attempt. He was on the ice. He fell. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, again, it's just one of those things that happens sometimes, but still, it's just classic Danny Heatley right now. He's just kind of a clumsy klutz out there. Hopefully, he can turn it up, because if he does turn it up, he's going to be getting some Mike McDonough awards, and boy, the Wild are going to be winning uh, a lot of games if Danny Heatley can be uh, an added bonus feature in the scoring department on the power play and and full strength, all that good stuff. So it's going to be fun to see what happens there. But for now, Danny Healy, oh man. Awful first two games for him, in my humble opinion. Horrible. So there you go. Positives, negatives, and awards, all that good stuff. So with that, I guess that's about that's about it because we can't go to the Iowa Wild and talk about them just yet. A little early Hoping for the best there. Darcy Kumpfer, we'll see if he's up here at some point. <laughs> um, with, the, with the goalie situation, Josh Harding's got MS, so you never know what's going to happen there. And, of course, Backstrom, I'm glad the Wild resigned him rather than going really cheap with, like, a, an Emery or something, who's just a backup anyway. I mean, you have to have a top-scoring type of team like the Blackhawks had a couple of years ago when they won their first cup in order to cover up for for Emery. But, uh, man, the Wild are kind of a middle-of-the-road scoring type of team right now. Uh, but Backstrom's a middle-of-the-road goalie as well. But slightly better than Emery, at least. He's, he's playing like a middle-of-the-road goalie right now, but still is capable of being a very, very good goalie, we'll, we'll say. But, uh, yeah, don't be surprised to see Darcy Comfort up here at some point. We'll see. Will Matthew Dumba... Will Matthew Dumba be a long-term player for the Minnesota Wild already? Or is he going back down to juniors? We're going to find out in the next couple weeks here. It's going to be very cool. Jason Zucker, this is your chance. Step it up. Let's go, man. You want to be a full-time NHLer now and not have to wait anymore? This is your time to step it up. This Nino Niederreiter was not that good in the first two games either. You know, I wouldn't quite call him a candidate for the James Shepard Memorial just yet. <laughs> yeah, not 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 in the first two games, but uh, he looks like a uh, work in progress, if you know what I mean. Lots of conversations with the coaches on the bench, and uh, it was more of like, uh, you know, yeah, you have to do this in that situation, and that, and this, and that. Wasn't exactly a uh, strong, super strong start by Nito Niederreiter, but not the worst ever either. So, basically, it's a, it's a work in progress. It's a mix of Stud veterans like Koivu, well, stud, well, that's kind of got an asterisk next to it, but Parisi and Pominville, sure, there you go, and Suter, and then, of course, an extreme youth movement going with them. It's going to be interesting to see, yeah, and Baxter's one of the veterans, too. It's going to be real interesting to see where things head for this club in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. We're gonna. I'm going to try to release these as much as possible. Would like to have Neil Nate Dog Thiesing on again very soon. We will see where that goes. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's not been feeling well for, for a while, folks. It's, it's a medical condition, unfortunately. So sometimes he's not as sharp as, you know, sometimes, sometimes he's, he's, he's not as sharp as, as he is other times. And it's just one of those things. It's the way it goes. Um, just hoping for the best for him. I mean, love the guy. Everybody that listens to this show has really liked him and supports him as well. So, Wishing Neil Nate Dog facing always as much strength as possible. So it's just one of those things, you know. <laughs> I'll 
Pray for Neil and Nate Dog Thiesing if and when you can. Would appreciate that very much. So thanks everybody for listening. We should be back in a week, but real quickly before I go, I don't know why I was about to just run off without... <laughs> you thought I was going to run away without giving you a brief preview coming into this next week? Well, I might as well have. No, I'm kidding. Uh, there's two games, at least, because uh, I'm going to try to record Sunday nights. I'm gonna, that's going to be my new... Uh, I'm going to try to do it that way. That might be the best way to do it. Possibly Tuesday or Wednesday at times, but I'm going to try Sunday night. That might be a good uh, idea. So we'll have two games to review at that, or three games, excuse me, to, pardon me, to review at that point. Uh, The Wild head to Nashville, hoping for a win there. That's not going to be easy. Then Winnipeg and Dallas come to XL Energy Center. Got to hope the Wild can go two, two and one in that situation. Um, boy. Wild's history against Nashville has not been all so great. Winnipeg is going to be very interesting to have Devin Setaguchi, who had a two-goal night already in his second game with the Winnipeg Jets. I think the Wild can win that one, and I do think they can beat the Dallas Stars. So I'm going to go, I'm going to predict the Wild go 2-1. and one. They lose to Nashville, defeat Winnipeg and Dallas at home, believe it or not. And if it's different, it's different. Sue me. This is sports. You know, you can't be perfect on everything. If if you were, you know, people would make a billion dollars a year out of uh, Las Vegas. So it's just one of those things. Yeah, um, I think the Wilder will beat Dallas and Winnipeg. Dallas is really just talk about starting over. I, I'd uh, starting over yet have like really old players as well. I don't know what the hell Dallas is doing. And if the Wild don't beat them, that's really disappointing. Winnipeg, I do think the Wild are better than them, but mm, they have a little talent over there. There's no doubt. <laughs> Blake Wheeler and Devin Setaguchi are two players right there that are all right. There's no doubt. Not great, but in Setaguchi's case, but all right. Nashville, the Wild don't really seem to play them very well, especially over there. And yes, Matt Collin. Yep, we're going to see Matt Collin in a different jersey again when he used to, like, like he used to be with Carolina. So that's unfortunate, but not necessarily think he's going to make them great. But I don't think the Wild will beat Nashville either. So there it is. Two and one. We'll see. We'll just see how my predictions go. Maybe I'll keep a record of it just for fun. Just to add a little slight interest in the show, hopefully. (laughs) So thanks again, everybody, for listening. We are going to call it a night. And we're going to try to release these as much as possible, like I said earlier. Take care, everybody. And, uh, well, I think it's going to get warmer this week. 